Hello, everybody, and welcome into another week of the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Marvazan and Mike Molyneux, per usual. All right, first football game out of the way. First football weekend done Sunday. Let me tell you, beautiful. What a day. Sit down 1 o'clock, just watch football from 1 o'clock in the afternoon to 1130. We just went through an entire summer of the Red Sox sucking, although the Red Sox did do a giant news dump directly after uh, the Patriots win last night. So that was uh, that was a little poor timing on the Red Sox part or good timing, depending on how you look at it. The Patriots back in action. The big news, though, they did beat the Steelers, of course, week one Sunday night football. But the bigger news that came out of the weekend Dropped on a suddenly middle of the afternoon. People were joking about it once Antonio Brown got released from the Raiders. The Patriots picked up Antonio Brown after he shot his way out of town. I was going to say legitimately shot his way out of town, but it, it basically was. He legitimately shot his way out of town. I wrote out everything that this guy has done since December, so bear with me here. Brown, uh, Antonio Brown and Big Ben get into a heated dispute where Brown threw a football at Big Ben. This was before Week 17. Uh, A.B. then skipped the week's remaining practices, and he then did not play in the Crucial Week 17 game against the Bengals. They listed him as hurt. He was not hurt. Uh, They then missed the postseason. With the Raiders, he tries to sneak in his old helmet onto the field after the league's new helmet policies. Midsummer frostbite from cryotherapy. Cryotherapy, is that right? Uh, Frostbitten feet. They were disgusting. A.B. and Mike Mayock get into into it at practice. Uh, Antonio Brown calls him a cracker. Apparently, he had to be held back, too. Uh, He then, we have that phone conversation. He's suspended. There's so much here. He's suspended (laughs) by the team. Going to miss week one. Then John Gruden's like, nope, that's not going to happen. He's going to play week one. Then Antonio Brown posts a video with John Gruden's voicemail, obtained illegally, of course. John Gruden apparently didn't care. But I also then heard that he actually gave permission from the Dan Levitard show on ESPN. And... (laughs) <laughs> then, then everything seems fine next day apparently not fine he says release me Raiders release him everybody's joking oh here comes Bill Belichick the Patriots end up signing him so now we are here so guys Antonio Brown is he going to be a risk for this team is he going to be a risk for a team who from what we saw against the Pittsburgh Steelers they don't really need him so is it worth really bringing him in and again is he any risk at all for the Patriots so after that lengthy introduction, Michael, kick it off with you. There's no risk here at all. You're talking about the New England Patriots who have a history of taking chances on troubled players. I know a lot of people are quick to make the, the connection or assumption that it's similar to the Randy Moss situation. The Patriots acquired him uh, back in 2007. The Patriots look at this guy and everything he's done. They see the talent. They see, first and foremost, the talent that Antonio Brown possesses. You know, obviously, the stuff you just listed off, Nick, all of that's there. But the Patriots, I think, have this idea that when you bring somebody into their organization, when you bring somebody into that locker, when you bring somebody under that, you know, craft Belichick umbrella, I don't want to say they'll, they'll... They'll buckle to the system, but like they believe that they can get any player and really just have them be the best possible football player they can be for the organization, for the team to be successful. 
And that's what they feel here with Antonio Brown. They feel like despite all of that extra stuff with him, once he's a part of the team, once he's in the locker room with Brady and Edelman and some of these other guys who are veteran guys who've been around the team, Belichick and the coaching staff, once he's around them, they'll just get Antonio Brown, the one of the top wide receivers in the league over the past several seasons. They'll just get that guy, and he can be a huge part of the organization. Now, if he thinks Antonio Brown, which a lot of people feel this way, if Antonio Brown thinks he's above the Belichick in, uh, sorry, the Patriot way, and he's above everything that the Patriots do as a winning franchise and winning organization, they won't hesitate to cut his ass. Do so you and put that past him, though? Because most people would do that. But do you put I, that past Antonio Brown from what Antonio we've seen? Antonio Brown is a different kind of cat. He, <laughs> yeah, something's going on up there. And, I mean, I don't know what the Patriots can serve up to that guy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to try to fix that. But there's something up. And it remains to be seen over these next couple of weeks how it, how it unfolds. He's not going to be this guy on social media putting videos of the Patriots behind the scenes. He, he can't be that in New England. So if he thinks he's above that and wants to go out and Belichick's not having any of that, and I think they'll be perfectly fine if they say, hey, Antonio Brown, we gave you a chance and it's not working out. See ya. Because as we saw Sunday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown or not, the Patriots will be just fine. All right, so I also forgot to read off the contract because, again, that was a very lengthy introduction because that is how much this guy has done since December. I did. I don't think anybody realized how crazy this guy was. I think we understood that he was a little bit of a diva because after the Facebook video in the locker room, which was crazy, imagine doing that in a Bill Belichick locker room. Oh, you're, you're gone. Never, your, phone, your phone would be lit on fire by the end of the night just for doing that. His contract situation with the team, it's a one-year deal, $10 million guaranteed, including $500,000 in per-game active bonuses and $4.5 million in incentives, which apparently, according to SpotTrack, it is, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Excuse me if I pronounce that wrong. According to SpotTrack, $4.5 million in incentives that are going to be pretty tough to reach. But, Mar, before we jump over to you guys, the Patriots Roundtable is powered by BetOnline.ag. Head over to BetOnline.ag and use promo code CLNS50 for that welcome bonus. All right, Marv, I mean, what do you think here with this guy? I mean, Mike said it perfectly. I don't think there's a risk at all. And before I continue, one thing that needs to stop today and never be said again, let's not compare the situation to Randy Moss's situation. A.B. and Randy Moss, they're, they're nowhere near each other. Randy Moss... I mean, I mean, people it? forget, Randy Moss was... was he was tough Randy, before he Randy came over to New England. Tapped. I don't think Randy Moss was tapped like A.B. Randy Moss no, A.B., Mike, you said he's a different cat. He's, he's... Randy Moss was immature. We all get that. But A.B., this is a whole nother atmosphere I've never seen. To the point, there's been times I've been really serious, not making a joke, asking myself, is everything okay with his mental health? Because it's, some things just don't make sense whatsoever. I've never had that thought come, that thought come across my mind when I thought about Randy Moss. So let's 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 stop that comparison, please, right away. But speaking of AB, there's no risk due <laughs> due to the money. You you what are you doing? You're paying him nine to ten million straight up guaranteed, and it's going to be what I've been reading. He's gonna have to earn that week by week. You know, it's gonna be something. 
he's on a week by week basis. If he messes up any week, it's over. He's gone, gets cut off the loop, and Patriots move on. We saw this this past Sunday with just um, Edelman and Josh Gordon, they were fine. You add AB in, of course you want to bring guy who's possibly the best wide receiver, the most talented wide receiver that Tom Brady might have ever played with. It just adds on to everything that this Patriots team has been doing. There's no risk whatsoever bringing AB. If he's if he's bad, like Mike says, he goes, he gets cut loose, and the Patriots will still be great because this team, what we saw Sunday night, is incredible. Yeah, and see, that's that's the key right there, and in. A lot of this conversation also kind of sparked up last night after we saw what the Patriots offense can do. Because, I mean, make no mistake, the Steelers defense, it's not a piss poor defense. That te- That's a team last year that led the league in sacks. That is a team that puts pressure on the quarterback. Offensive line looked great all the way around. It, we're, not getting, we're not here to break down the game, but this team looked like they don't really need Antonio Brown, which should scare the piss out of the rest of the NFL. Yeah. This team is going to get Antonio Brown added to this roster. And if he can conform, if he can do what Randy Moss did and fall into the Patriot way and change his ways, then yeah, this is going to be a high, high reward. Again, you don't really need him. You Josh Gordon, again, <laughs> looks like he de- looks like he's never missed a game. This guy still looks incredible. Julian Edelman looked great last night. All the way around the receiving core looked very solid. You're just adding Antonio Brown into that. But... It's tough for me to say that there's no risk at all. The money is is pretty cheap. It's a $5.9 million cap hit. You guys are right. He acts up. Good. Get him out of here. Just dump him. That's the that's that's what they will do. And the Patriot way is very difficult to pierce in the locker room. But Mike, you said it again. This guy is a different kind of cat. He's a special kind of a-hole. I don't know if. I don't know if he could penetrate the locker room's chemistry quickly. I don't know if he could affect these young guys as they enter the league. And you know Bill, if he sees any of this happening, is going to boot him out quick. But this guy, is, he can build to start cutting people off there. And Antonio Brown, different case. He's going to be very easy to cut. But... It's just the, this guy's attitude and what we've seen him do over. This is everything that I read in the beginning of this show. It's just since January or December. It's September of the same exact year. This guy has done so much bull crap for these for these however many months. Nine months it's been. September the ninth month, I think it is. He forced me. All into the Patriot way, which a lot of people and don't get me wrong. Belichick's got a special kind of way about making these guys work out fine. And A.B. seems like he really wants to be here. Double-check the spelling on Foxborough, Antonio Brown, before you post anything to social media, because that was a that's a brutal blunder to post up there. In a pile of money, okay. But Antonio Brown, special kind of a-hole. I just worry about what he could do to the, to the chemistry in the locker room. I think the the chemistry is way it's too strong. They built something for this is something that's been going on for 20 years now. Like the biggest scandal drama that the Patriots had when it involved a player was between Belichick, Brady and Robert Kraft, which was a couple yeah. years ago. That it didn't even touch the the other players, you know what I'm saying? They still made it to the Super Bowl that year. I don't think one person even as crazy as AB could be 
can go in there and just start sabotaging everything like that. These, these, there's some veteran leadership on this team. And one, they're going to try to go out their way to help AD. And then second, if he doesn't want to receive that help, he'll be gone. Yeah, they won't hesitate to get him off the team if that's what it boils down to. Yeah, but the key with this team, though, and, and this is this is more of – I think this worries me the most. The key to this team is no distractions, focus on football. If you do end up having to cut Antonio Brown, that means he did something distraction-worthy, and you know this guy's not going to go quietly. You know he's not just going to get cut and then just disappear into the night. He's going to be all over ESPN, ripping the Patriots. He's going to be all over. He's gonna, he's, he will become a distraction even if the Patriots do cut him. The thing what? is – what year does the Patriots don't have distractions? Whether it's the Flake Gate, Spy Gate, you, there's always something that I'm Patriots telling you though. This with. guy, this this guy, after what we've seen from nine months, he worries me. The thing me. is, the thing is, I mean, we're talking about the risk. Is the high risk for the Patriots to have him? If Antonio Brown can't make it work on the New England Patriots, he might not find himself on another football team. You can't butcher your your image even more as a player on the New England Patriots because. They push you to be the perfect, as perfect as you could possibly be. If he ruins that for himself, then all hope is lost for that guy. For sure. <laughs> all right, this is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Mike Molino and Marv Zahn. All right, so from what we saw from the Patriots against the Steelers, 33-3, big win. The Patriots looked damn dominant. And... I feel like throughout the offseason, there wasn't really that much question about the talent on the roster. A lot of people were giving Bill crap when he was on a beach during the first day of free agency, and the roster seemed to shape itself out pretty damn well. So after watching that beatdown, after watching that win, guys, do you think that this Patriots team has the potential to be one of the greatest of all time? It's kind of it's a stretch of a question, but when you look at this team on paper and look at how they came together against the Steelers, who are not a walkover team. Do you guys think that these guys have the potential to be the greatest Patriots team of all time? And just, you know what? I'll just throw it off to you guys right now because I already have part of my answer ready to go. So, Marv, we'll throw it off to you. People are going to be pissed about this question. You know, the fact that... <laughs> the fact overreaction! That, Woo! Oh, yeah, super overreaction. But just imagine you don't like the Patriots, and we're here... 20 years later, talk about, oh, this team could be the best team of all time. It's, it's just, it's quite sickening. And if you look at the roster, Nick, this has the highest ceiling. This roster on paper has the highest ceiling of being the, the best Patriots team. Defensively, we already went into the season loving the team. You have Stephon Gilmore on, on that side. He's looking like the best corner. You have J.C. Jackson, McCordy. And Jawan Williams in right behind him in the defensive back. Linebackers, they looked great last night against on uh, Sunday night Not against the Pittsburgh Steelers. With Collins coming back. You know, you have a Landon Roberts who's a captain who didn't even have a snap. Your captain's not even playing yet in your defense. <laughs> it's amazing. The the line looked good. And offensively, we already spoke about it, man. We know about the receivers. The running backs barely got to show themselves on Sunday night other than Rex Burkhead, and we know they're going to have big games going forward. Yes, Sony, this Sony killed me. My God. What did I tell you? Nick doesn't want to listen to me. I no, told you about that, me. Sony. Could he, just, could, he not just run in, in, could he not just run into the backs of the linemen anymore? <laughs> he'll bounce, I mean, he'll bounce back. Hey, I have a strong feeling against the Miami Dolphins. He'll have a better performance than 15 carries and yeah. 14 yards. 
So, but yes, offensively, this team is great. Defensively, we know what it is. And if Gaskowski can make some extra points in big games, oh my goodness. Can you, you look at this team, you're like, how are you going to be able to stop them? You look at 2007, we already knew the juggernaut offensively. And we never even think about defensively what they were. They were old, beat down, but it didn't even matter because the Patriots offensively were scoring so many points. We're talking about this team where defensively and offensively, they can be the top in the NFL. So it's it's ridiculous right now what this team potentially can be. All right, Mike, before we toss over to you, guys, the Patriots roundtable is powered by betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your welcome bonus. All right, Mike, what do you think? Does this roster have the potential to be the greatest Patriots team of all time on paper? That word potential is huge because when you talk about potential, I'm going to say this Patriots team has the potential to possibly go undefeated. That's how good I believe that this team is. I try stopping him. I try stopping him (laughs) from saying that. You got got any water around you? (laughs) People don't want to hear it. And I, I'm not going to lie, me personally, especially after watching 2007, an undefeated season is something I don't necessarily care about. I'm not hoping and praying, oh, please let this team go undefeated. Would it be great? Nice? Sure. I personally don't care. But I think we all can sit here in agreement and say, this team is pretty damn good. Offensively, defensively, special teams led by uh, Matthew Slater. This team is nice. This team is nice all around. <laughs> And I feel as if they have the potential. Like you said earlier, Nick, they beat up a pretty decent Pittsburgh Steelers team. They didn't just crush some bum team in the season opener. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have a feeling, you know, that's not that's going to be one of many beatdowns we're going to see throughout the season because of just how talented this team is. And not only will we see beatdowns in turn of the Patriots possibly putting up 30-plus points, but the defense can hold teams to under 10 points as well. Like, it's all possible. I'm not talking and blowing this smoke out of my behind. This can actually go down. So we talk about potential again. A potentially undefeated season is not something that, to me, is out the picture. Do I want it? Do I believe it? It just remains to be seen. But they have the potential to be that damn good. Yeah, I mean, I look mean- – on. On paper, after what we saw, how could you not be excited about this team? And how could you not think that there's that potential to be the greatest Patriots team of all time? And, I mean, Marv, yeah, you said it. People are going to be pissed about this question because it's one game. They look damn good, but it's not even really about the game. We saw them in action, though, and, and everything came together that we thought could come together. The defense, I want to talk about the defense specifically this uh, for, for a minute. Tom Brady, over the offseason, I believe it was him, he was getting upset that the receivers weren't getting open. And then when they would go play other teams, the receivers weren't getting open. So now then there was that idea that maybe it's not our receivers aren't getting open themselves. Maybe it's that our defense is not good. It might not have been Tom Brady who said that. I'm not sure who said that. But it was said. I can guarantee that. <laughs> and the defense, too. You had people be like, it's not exactly the 2004 defense just to even be put in that conversation with the 2004 Patriots defense is worth it is worth having this be talked about as one of the greatest defenses that this team has had in the entire franchise's history. And then just look, breaking down the entire Patriots roster, just taking a look at it. The offensive line, solid, strong, having David Andrews would be nice, but 
Ted Karras, although he, he could get the, the hikes down a little bit more, he could get the uh, the ball to Brady more towards his chest instead of having him reach over his head. Offensive line looks strong. Your running back core is deep. Your receiving core is deep. You've got Tom Brady throwing the ball. Uh, defensively, you got the best cornerback in the league. Your defensive backs all around look very solid. Uh, your pass rush looks strong. I mean, this team, yeah, it's got the potential to be one of the greatest Patriots teams, if not the greatest Patriots team of all time. But we'll also see as the weeks go on, they've got a pretty easy schedule. I want to see more tests before I can actually declare that, yeah, this team could possibly be at that level. So when are you guys going to say something? Oh, I was going to just talk about you. You mentioned the defense of 2004. We, have, we also have to remember how, how football has changed from then. You know, the offense is a lot different right now. And this team is built for it. This team is built for, you know, the high, high air offenses. You, you saw what they did against Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben, who loves to sling the ball. And obviously, A.B. is not there, but they shut down all those receivers. So this, they, this they remember. They held Big Ben to zero touchdowns. Sure did. <laughs> a giant-ass looking thumb. All right. This is another CLNS Media Patriots roundtable. Nick Qualia, Marvazan, and Mike Molino. Guys, the NFL week one, it is done. Well, Sunday-wise. And, and Sunday specifically had a ton of storylines. Honestly, pretty good first week of football. I'm, I've, I've been a little worried about what the, what the product's going to look like. Some teams got absolutely murdered, but some of these young quarterbacks actually emerged too and gave me some hope for the quarterbacks of the future. So first off, and we'll do these ones quick, let's talk about the Dolphins. <laughs> the Brian Flores now led AFC East Miami Dolphins. My goodness. 59-10 to 10 to the Baltimore Ravens. 59-10. to 10. It was such a bad beating and so embarrassing that there are reports now that multiple players have are are talking to their agents requesting to be traded from the team. They probably Guys, wouldn't mind playing in the CFL. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> after that beatdown, bad. It's the one time I've ever felt good going for the Patriots going into Miami. Mark, what do you have to say about the Dolphins? The Dolphins are so, 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 so sorry. And they better, this better be like a red shirt year for Brian Flores. I don't want no slander on Brian Flores because this is not what he signed up for. He came in and they said, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to take we're going to take away your best offensive lineman. Yeah, we're going to um, take away your best receivers. Matter of fact, we're going to give you um, this Ryan Fitzpatrick guy who only plays half half games. Uh, he never <laughs> plays a full game <laughs> once he gets going. So I hope this does not get put onto our buddy Brian Flores at all. Dolphins suck. They might. They're gonna. They're gonna be really embarrassing this year. And the fact that players already mentally checked out week one. Oh man, this is not gonna be pretty. Request to be traded after the first game is. It's. Let me tell you something. Not a good sign for your team. Mike, what do you think? What do you have to say about the Dolphins? That that storyline that came out across my phone, that notification of players are calling their agents to request out of Miami, that might have been one of the most wildest notifications I'd ever seen because that just goes to show you, like, after the game, and the players walk back into the locker room and sit at their lockers, what the hell did they talk about in the locker room? <laughs> I wanna, I we're as bad as we thought we were going to be. To be a fly on the wall in that locker room after a yes. loss like that. Like, I'm walking, probably walking through the tunnel, taking my jersey off, tossing it into the stands or something. Like, I don't know. That's embarrassing. 
and it it I don't see it getting any better for the uh, uh, Miami <laughs> Dolphins as the season progresses. It's not going to get any prettier. Maybe they won't lose and give up 59 points, but I don't see them having a pretty bright future, at least in terms of this season. Yeah, Marv, I was going to say what you said, too, about Brian Flores. I don't want to hear any bad talk about Brian Flores right now. Maybe once they start actually getting real players on the NFL roster. Okay, sure, then we can start crap-talking Brian Flores. But for right now, you can't. This team is just bad. The personnel on this team the personnel on this team might not be good enough to win a game this season. All right, next, the re- part of the reason why the Dolphins lost 59-10, Lamar Jackson proving that he can actually be a legitimate passing threat. So Lamar Jackson, uh, let me read the stats, 17 for 20, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Guys, Lamar Jackson looked like he had some zip on the ball, and he was very accurate uh, during the Dolphins game yesterday. So what do you have to say about Lamar Jackson? Do you think this is a sign of this kid having a bright future? Or I don't really know where you guys stand on him. Have you guys even – did you guys buy in, buy in on him last year? Mike, we'll start with you. Uh I don't know. I feel as if he had a good game. Don't get me wrong. He's tough. He's a tough one. I think he's a talented kid. He's a talented kid, and there's a reason why, you know, the Ravens are all in on making him their starting quarterback of the future. But the Miami Dolphins suck. And, I mean, I think any quarterback in the league probably could have stepped up in in that game against Miami and did that well. doesn't matter what quarterback it is. So not to take away anything from Lamar Jackson and his performance, like I said, I think he's a solid quarterback. And the future's bright for him. The future's bright. That Baltimore team, they have a lot of weapons over there. Uh, but he put up great stats against a sucky-ass team like the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, good week one. You know, obviously continue having success for him personally. But that's, that's a highlight tape of that week one against the Dolphins. He'll be able to play back for years and years and years to come. All right, guys, the Patriots Roundtable is powered by BetOnline.ag. Head over to BetOnline.ag and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your welcome bonus. All right, Marv, what do you think? Lamar Jackson. Love Lamar Jackson. Wanted Patriots to pick him up the year he got drafted, you know, as the backup quarterback. Lamar, everyone keeps, like, I feel like we forget that when, when he took over for Flacco, the Ravens started winning. Did we forget that? Yes, his numbers weren't crazy. Was he the most accurate quarterback? No, but he was producing wins, brought them to the um, playoffs, and then, yes, he got exposed. Well, by it's, the rec- it's recency bias because the last thing we remember is the playoffs where he looked yeah, bad. Yeah, we remember the Chargers, and he got exposed as a rookie quarterback. Now we saw in this game he didn't even want to run the ball. Obviously, it's against the Dolphins, and – like Mike said, everyone's going to look good against the Dolphins. I bet Josh Rosen looks pretty damn good in practice. But <laughs> Lamar Jackson went up there and he delivered. He still got throw the ball and he was still accurate. And he's got weapons this year. Hollywood Brown looks scary. Mark Andrews, he has rapport with him. And then you gave him Mark, you give him Mark Ingram as well, that we know he can get busy in the passing game as well. So you gave Lamar Jackson some weapons. I think the future is really bright. We know his talent. This guy's got to be one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. So now he just needs to start putting it together. And I'm, I think Lamar Jackson is in for a big year. Yeah, I'm excited for Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see what he can do as the starting quarterback for an entire season. And the zip on the ball, I was very impressed with his arm strength yesterday and the accuracy that he had. He looked like a legitimate passer, but in all caps here in my notes, 
It's the Dolphins. Let's yep. calm down. That's it. I want to. I want to see him go up against a legitimate team, and I want to see him do that against a legitimate team. And yeah, he's got a receiving threat now, or, or, or a couple of them. Hollywood Brown looked damn good too. But one of your Brown's cousin. But but oh, I didn't know that actually. I think I heard yep. that. Yeah. But again, Dolphins. I'm not going to buy in on Lamar Jackson yet until he shows me that against some some better competition. All right, last one. Let's wrap it up here quickly. OBJ watch and the Browns piss poor effort. So a lot of hype going into this uh, to this team heading into the season. They got rolled by the Tennessee Titans, 43-10. to 10. Baker Mayfield, one touchdown, three interceptions. What do you have to say about the Cleveland Browns game yesterday? And should we start paying attention to Odell Beckham Jr.? Because as we know, part of the reason he wanted to go to the Browns was, let's get some wins. Marvel, start with you. First of all, OBJ didn't want to go to the Browns. <laughs> he he got he got he got traded to the Browns, and then he had to accept the fact. Okay, this team's gonna be pretty damn good with me. But okay. I'm not I'm not surprised by Cle- Cleveland's loss at all. I feel like I'm one of the only ones that didn't jump on this bandwagon that Cleveland. Yeah, I bought in. I was all in. Me too. I don't <laughs> think they're gonna make the playoffs. And last night, this shows shows it to me. Delaney Walker pretty much told us why <laughs> they are who we thought they were. I mean. We got to calm down. This team, all this team knows is losing. Now that you, now that you got a couple of pages, it, the, the switch doesn't flip and be like, okay, we are winners. No. Did Baker Mayfield look good? Yes. Does he have promise? He sure does. But there's tape on you now. I think I even said it on Double M with Mike. Now there's tape on Baker Mayfield. We know what he's about. And Titans are a good defense, and they exposed, they exposed Baker really bad. It's only a matter of time where Odell's like, nah, what's going on over here? I just left Eli. Now you're going to bring me Baker who's throwing interceptions as well? Like, it, it's a team to watch because there's a lot of hype, a lot of hype on Cleveland. And teams don't like that. When you just anoint a team out of nowhere for no reason, teams are going to go after you a little harder. And that's what happens right now. Delaney Walker, when have we ever heard Delaney Walker say anything? If yeah. he's talking smack, that just gives you an idea of what the NFL really thinks of the Cleveland Browns. And it's going to happen week by week. P- people are really going to test them. All right, Mike, what do you think? Cleveland Browns and OBJ. Delaney Walker is his interview had me in tears. They are who we thought they were. If you want to crown them, then go ahead and crown them. But you still got to play football. And, you know, Marv said it best. That team just knows they don't know anything else but to lose. <laughs> you know, the fans, man. The it's... thing is, I, you know, I was keeping up with that game a little bit because, like, like you said, Nick, I jumped on a bandwagon. I personally, I want to see, I like Baker Mayfield. I want to see that team be successful, and it started off pretty nice for them. You know, Baker Mayfield was 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 holding his own. Stats were decent to start the game, and then somewhere along the line <laughs> of that game, they just said, "Oh, we're Cleveland," and it just went downhill from there. Interception, interception, incompletion, turnover, like back to back to back. It was fell apart really fast for them. Like the game was like the game was like ten to ten at one point. I I think something like that. Next thing you know, you go take a bite of a sandwich or something, come back. It's like thirty-eight to ten. It was bad. It got really bad for Cleveland. And I mean, obviously, you know, they're gonna look to bounce back. But I think because they it's a double whammy for them. Because first of all, they're the Cleveland Browns, so that sucky aura is already around them. And then two, the fact that, like Marv said, they got anointed as the, the next team to really be up and coming. Team's going to want to kick their ass. So 
now that the Cleveland Browns and teams really want to kick your ass, it's just not a good combination. <laughs> so I wish them luck. I hope Cleveland finds some success. But sheesh, that first game, if that was a sign of things to come, yuck. But then again, that's what they do, baby. Dude, put put Cleveland Browns fans on suicide watch right now. I already saw people burning Browns jerseys yesterday. Wow. I mean, you you bring in you bring in OBJ. You get this fan base. You get this insane fan base who's throwing parades in the street for not even Super Bowl wins, just for losing. These guys, <laughs> poor. I just feel bad for Browns fans. They thought this team was going to be legitimate, and sure, it still has a chance. I'm not giving up on the team fully, but boy, did they look bad. There was one pass. I was watching this game live. There was one pass where Baker Mayfield threw an interception. He did not look the defensive backs away, even for a second. He was staring at his target, just screaming, I'm going to throw this ball here, and it got undercut. The Browns, the Browns, the Browns are the Browns. This is what they do. They could have the best roster out there. They could have the Patriots roster right now, and I don't know if they'd win. They're not winning. You know what's bad? I feel like, and I could be wrong. I might be wrong. I'm sorry. I feel like I heard a stat line that since Logan Ryan, the former Patriot, has gone to Tennessee, he is yet to pick off a pass. You know what he got his first pick? <laughs> off Baker Mayfield. Even Malcolm Butler got a pick six. Even Malcolm Butler got a pick six. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, what a day. The, the thing that's concerning about Cleveland is, okay, their offense had a bad game, but what Cleveland's strength was last year was their defense. Their defense was surprisingly really good. They let bum-ass Marcus Mariota sling it on them, and Derek Henry got busy on them as well. Shout so that. <laughs> So, you know, that defense in Cleveland was is probably not as great as we thought it was going to be as well. Nothing on that team was as great as we thought it was going to be as of yesterday. All right, guys. That was another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Nick Qualia, Marv Azan, Mike Milano. Guys, catch Mike and Marv after every Patriots game for the CLNS Media Patriots post-game show. And we will be back now every Monday night recording shows generally released Tuesday, Wednesday. Again, Nick Kwan, Marvazan, and Mike Bono. Guys, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you next week.